0: Chats with Bounce Financial. I'm your host, Cara Brett. This is the podcast who helps professional families navigate life's big transitions. So if that sounds like you, please feel free to like and subscribe. This week, I'm joined by Wendy Russell, who owns Wendy Russell Buyers Agency, longtime business friend of Bounce Financial. Um, and we're going to talk about all things property and what buyers agents actually are. So welcome, Wendy.
1: Thank you very much, Kara. So,
0: We recently actually went through the process of buying a house using your good self to do so. And one thing that has happened um, since then is I have had so many messages and emails saying, what is a buyer's agent? What is this, please tell me about it. So I thought, let's hear it from the horse's mouth. (laughs) What is an actual buyer's agent? Because these seem to be popping up a little bit more recently, but aren't as common as people think. So let us know, what is it that you do?
1: That's a very good question. Well, I guess the best way and the most simplest way to describe a buyer's agent is think of a selling agent, but we're on the other side of the fence. So we represent the exclusive interests of buyers rather than the sellers. So like a real estate agent would help a seller sell their home, we help buyers buy properties.
0: This is a similar model in the U.S., isn't it? They yes. they do this, don't they?
1: Yeah, it's a lot more prevalent in the U.S. So, And this is why, I guess, people are asking you this question because it's it's rather a new space in the real estate industry, especially in Australia.
0: Yeah, that's right. You started your career, though, on the selling side, didn't you? Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I did. So Excellent. I've seen both sides of Yes,
0: course. very yes. good. Do you think that from a buyer's agent perspective um, – it's really good to have the experience on both both ends for that because you need to understand how to sell and buy a house, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. I think the – and I'm, I say this to people all the time. One of the big advantages I think that I have of having worked as a selling agent prior to being a buyer's agent is I understand how sellers and their selling agents think and how they, I guess, strategize when they're looking to sell their home. So mm-hmm. I can position my clients and my buyers – in the best way possible with given that knowledge on that side
0: that's right and i think we're going to get into some of those tips and traps a bit later as well because it's not just about the price which everyone thinks it's just yes. about the price right <laughs> yeah um, there's so much more to buying a property as i have personally learned as well so um why would people need or want to buy as agent as opposed to doing it for themselves now i've obviously got my thoughts given that mm. i've been through this but i have i've purchase property on my own, and now I've used a buyer's agency. And what do you think people are gonna benefit from this, or where do you think is the best point that they should consider this an option for themselves?
1: Yeah, sure, so that, that's a really good question, because as you know, you can absolutely go off and buy a property yourself, and that people have been doing that for years. I guess the benefits of working with a buyer's agent is, the one thing that I say to people is you, you, get, to, you get to leverage off my contact base and my knowledge and everything that i know about property itself but also the individual market so i think the best way to answer that question is as a buyer you will gain a significant advantage when you partner with a buyer's agent and i like to use that word partnership because that really is what it is especially if you work with someone like myself who's an independent and as you know, you've experienced this yourself, is that we work together, but I, I help you every step of the way and I give you a leverage point.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I found like going through the process and purchasing with you, it was the unemotional viewpoint that you brought to it. Because the thing is, regardless of how um, logical you can be, and I'm a logical person, obviously I work with numbers, mm-hmm buying a home for yourself is still an emotional purchase. And I tended to find that having you there for us was um, like steadying to make sure we were making the right decisions. Because when you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars, it's a big call, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, hundred <laughs> percent, definitely. And you know, in your case, buying a home, this is this is a highly emotional purchase, mm. you know, and you're dealing with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars and you, you need to get this right. You yep. know. So having someone who is removed from that emotion and can think rationally and make good decisions, but also someone with the experience in property itself to guide you through, mm. that's a huge advantage in and of itself.
0: Well, I was just saying to you before, and um, I've said to everyone, we probably wouldn't have got the property without you that we purchased and I'm not here to sell your services that's not the point but what I'm like as someone who's gone through it I can definitely say we wouldn't be in the house that we would be now if it wasn't for you so I I can kind of get that Um, a lot of questions I've had from different people too is is there a price point where people should be looking at a buyer's agency so yeah or, or, or engaging someone like yourself so you know do first homeowners do this is it when you're upgrading is it for an investment purposes what do you find one I suppose is the most common people that you see, mm-hmm. but other areas maybe that you can add value.
1: Yeah, sure, so I don't believe there is any one price point mm-hmm. where you should start to consider a buyer's agent. I think that you need to look at your personal situation and I guess try to look at what your strengths and weaknesses are, you know. and. If you're serious about buying a property, so whether it is an investment purchase or a home purchase, I find that the people that engage me or buyers agents are people that they understand that their strengths lie elsewhere or maybe they are professional people themselves and they might just not have the time. Mm-hmm. So I I work with, with buyers with budgets anywhere from 500,000 to 5 million and I can see the advantages on you know at every price point and I think it really it really comes down to you know how how much value do you place on on getting that purchase right whether Mm -hmm. it is a home or an investment and if you are you know a professional person and you understand the value of what another professional can bring to the table I think that's when people start to seriously think about using a buyer's agent and those are the types of people that engage my services because they want a great result and they know that by partnering with a professional, they can achieve that.
0: Yep. Um, So pricing really doesn't particularly matter. It's about what they're trying to achieve and whether they're happy to.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Um, So if someone was going to go through the process, um, talk me through how you work with clients. Um, how long that process takes and the types of things you actually do because again these are some questions i've been getting saying what do they actually do for you yeah um i have the benefit of knowing but let's talk it through
1: yeah absolutely so i guess i you know i step in and i act in every sense of of buying the property so i become you in the process Um, the first step is we sit down together and we work out what i refer to as your buyer brief so we get very clear on what that ideal property looks like. So be it a home, be it an investment, I sit with, with you or with you know a couple and basically run through what it is that they're, they're really looking to achieve in this purchase. And it, that's an interesting conversation I find because a lot of the time people have a bit of an idea, but when you actually sit down and you sit down with a third party, It start, you know, some questions are raised, and I guess you know you you can start to un, you know, unpack exactly what it is that is going to be the right property. So the getting the buyer brief right, you know, it is the first step, but it's a very important and crucial step. And some people need guidance in that sense, especially when it is an investment purchase. Mm -hmm. A lot of people come to me and. They, they want to invest in property. That's, that's the goal. They have loosely an idea of what they want to achieve. Usually it's, it's capital growth or it's, it's yield, um, but they don't know where should I be buying? You know, What type of property should I be looking at? So this is where my knowledge comes into play and I can help them put together a brief so we can get very clear on the type of property that we need to be looking for. So mm-hmm. once we've got that down pat, that's when I can start sourcing and actually looking for that property. And I guess with the sourcing phase, which is you know the next step, it's not just about me going online to realestate.com or domain.com and those internet portals where everyone's looking. That's not that's not the advantage a buyer's agent will bring to the table. It's using my networks and contacts through the industry to find out properties that match the brief that might be coming up in the future or they could be secretly listed. So we call that in the industry off-market listings. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge advantage in working with a buyer's agent because obviously I've built these relationships over many, many years in the local market so I can have those off the record conversations with real estate agents and say, Hey, you know, I've got a client, this is what we're looking for. What do you have coming up? And it's often that my clients will get that first opportunity to see that property.
0: I found too, we, um, we still looked at real estate. I thought I wouldn't, but I still looked at real estate and would flick you a link to a property. Mm-hmm. Um, which was really great because you might come back and say, well, this is this price points out. Like you, you kind of would help us navigate what we were interested in as well. Veto it, you'd either contact the, the agent to find out exactly if it was even worth going down that route, because we are time poor, right? yeah The last thing I want to do is go and see open homes for properties that are not going to fit exactly what I wanted them to. So that was part that was an interesting thing I found for myself is that I was still looking at real even yeah. though I knew you were doing it too.
1: Yep, absolutely. And that's one thing I don't deny of my clients and I say to people, you know, I know people love just looking at property, you know, browsing it online. It's it's interesting and, and it's fun. But you're absolutely right. And you know, this this is a common occurrence with many of the clients who work with me. And I, I say to them, as I said to yourself, you know, if you see something online and, and it piques your interest, flick it over to me and I'll I'll give you some stats and I'll I'll let you know if it is in the ballpark because I think one of the biggest pain points buyers have at the moment is a lot of agents are not advertising property with a price. Mm. So, you know, you'll see for sale or by negotiation or auction and that frustrates buyers because, you know, they, they just want to know, hey, can we even afford this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we we like the look of this um, and it's often, you know, I say, look, you know, if you see something, send it over to me and i can break down whether or not that is realistic for our brief and our budget Mm -hmm. so you're absolutely right um that is a big part of this process as well is giving you clarity as to whether something is in fact an option or it's a no-go so as you said saving that time so rather than you shortlisting you know 10 properties that you think oh yeah we'll go and you know look at these houses on a saturday and then you realise that none of them are actually Mm. within your price point. How frustrating.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so I guess then to, you know, you're constantly sourcing, um, sending information to the buyers to see if they're interested. As part of that process, you're going and physically viewing these properties on behalf of your clients as well, aren't you?
1: Yes, absolutely. So I absolutely take a look at the properties. and, And another point which I laugh about is that, often the property will look at its best online when you see it you know the the real estate agents nowadays we have these fancy wide lens cameras and they can really make a property look amazing and look that that is their job to do that and to get buyers to the property but you know from what you often see online to when i inspect a property it can be very different um, and also just the neighborhood you know what's next door what's across the road, mm. um, You know, so absolutely it's important to check and to go and have a look at properties and yes, that is what I do, so it's cutting down that time and you get your weekends back. Yep. That is probably the biggest um, joy that I have with clients is that they know that I'm only going to put in front of them a property that, that does tick those boxes of the brief. Mm-hmm.
0: And also, like, one of the things we um, really appreciated was videos. So, and I like, you know, like, it's obvious to you, it's what you do all the time, but we would have you out on a weekend looking at property. And then we'd be sitting on our couch and we'd get <laughs> five videos of the house showing yeah. us the whole way through. And that was so beneficial because... We saw what you were seeing, and then you'd basically tell us what you thought about it, which yes. was which was really great. And it ended up being that we only ever physically went and inspected one house, which was the one we bought, <laughs> which was so nice not to have to spend. Like one of the things, like I know lots of people love looking at properties on weekends, mm. I don't. <laughs>
1: there's a limit so in the beginning people start out and they're all you know they're mm-hmm. all excited and you think yes we're buying a property and then what happens is after about you know the the fifth or sixth one or maybe the third weekend people start to lose a bit of steam mm-hmm. and it becomes it, it changes from being this fun activity we do on the weekend to a bit of a drag <laughs> yeah i can imagine yeah
0: um okay so you source properties for people exactly like that How long does that process normally take?
1: Yeah, good question. So it all depends on how specific the brief is. That's usually the first way I answer that question. But to give you a bit more of a parameter, I like to say, and this is just based on clients that I've worked with over the years, it can be anywhere from, I would say, four weeks to six months. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really depends on when that property, that right property, comes up and and we we find it. Um, I'm a believer in you know we, we take we take as much time as we need to to find the right opportunity, not the first one that we see, and making sure that you know we make a good decision. Um, I'm myself personally, you know, and on behalf of clients I work with, I I'm picky. Mm-hmm. I'm very picky, and I will reject more than what I will put forth, and and even from a home purchase perspective you know and I've had many clients over the years where we've gone through that journey like yourself and they started to feel a bit of the frustration maybe by you know month three and they I find they start to want to compromise because they're they're tired or you know they just want to buy Mm. but this is I guess another element of working with a buyer's agent again now you're becoming emotional you're becoming tired this is when you make a mistake because you just buy anything and you yeah. compromise. And I've been in situations with clients like that and i have it's almost like I've been the cheerleader behind them saying, let's keep going. You know, its you've got time. I know this is frustrating. I know we haven't found the perfect one, but you know what, it will come. Mm-hmm. And when it does and we secure it, you'll be so happy because you didn't compromise. Because yeah. the biggest thing with property is it is, it's a huge investment and it's not a liquid investment. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you can chop and change so easily, um, you know, so this is why I am picky and I encourage my clients to take their time and make sure that we get it right. Yeah. So if that takes a little bit longer, so be it.
0: Yeah, and I like. I definitely felt that as, um, as a client of yours is that I didn't feel rushed to make the call. It was more around finding the exact right property, which I think, you know, everyone wants to do. Um, okay, so you, you do all those that process, you source the property. You're also going to be there as part of either the negotiation or the auction. Yes. Aren't you? Yes. So you do both of those as well for your clients. Correct, that's right. Yeah. So negotiating wise in terms of, you know, putting contracts on um most people who have bought a property understand that, but for first home buyers, you're probably really helping them through the steps they have literally never gone through before. Mm. So, understanding how a contract works, um, you know, the different clauses, all of that kind of thing. And are you also helping to understand the offer prices that they should be
1: putting forward? Absolutely, all of the mm-hmm. above. So, mm-hmm. when we do find that that right opportunity or that perfect home. That is the, the the next crucial step mm-hmm. is working out. Okay, what what do we pay for this? You know, where do we draw the line? How do we begin negotiations? Yeah, uh, and that's absolutely where I come into play. And I find that this is where the heavy lifting is done on the buyer's agent end, um, because again, most people, first of all, they're emotional. Second of all, they really don't know or understand how to structure the deal or the negotiation when it comes to property. Property negotiation is a very specific type of negotiation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's it's no wonder people don't understand it. People don't do it every day. No. <laughs> you know, they, they may do it once in their life and they, they still don't know, so they just kind of fumble their way through it and maybe they might get a, a result. Was it a good one? Don't know. Who knows?
0: And the, the the environment changes all the time because yes. from purchasing four or five years ago to now, completely different process for us.
1: Absolutely, yes, and that's that's the other point to consider is that you know a buyer's agent is going; they're in the market all the time, so they understand at what point, um, you know, what the market is doing at that point in time, so that they can they can structure the negotiation in a way that puts the client. In the best possible mm-hmm. um, way, or, or you know, in the, in the best light with the negotiation. So you know, as, as an example of that, you can see right now with what the market's doing. There's so many buyers; it is so competitive. You know, the the way that I negotiate a contract now is so different to what it even was three months ago or six months ago. Mm-hmm. You know, so having that skill set is crucial. Yep. when you're working with with a buyer and that that's a huge advantage that a buyer has when they work with a buyer's agent is they can literally take a step back yeah and and not have to get bogged down in what do I do what do I pay where do I draw the line is the real estate agent telling me porkies you know should I really be paying that or And this this just gets so confusing for so many people, um, understandably. Mm -hmm. And then when you throw competition in the mix, so when you throw in multiple offers from other buyers, it all becomes just too hard (laughs) for many people. I've definitely
0: spoken to people who have been looking for property for over a year and just falling short every single time. Um, So I can like, I can definitely understand that that emotion starts running high and they're probably doing some major things wrong. We've touched on a few of them, but what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes people are making in buying property at the moment?
1: Yeah, okay. So right now, the biggest mistake that comes to mind is they're not finance ready. Okay. So by that, I mean they they may be in the initial stages of talking to a mortgage broker or you know organizing their finance with the bank but buyers right now they need to be ready they absolutely need to be pre-approved on um, and going further from that and this is this is a this is a tip that i've been giving out um, through my channels lately is so in in queensland and, and brisbane specifically so you know, most contracts have a finance clause attached to them. Now, in the market right now, if if you if you as a buyer are having to put a term on that finance clause, you are disadvantaging yourself. Mm-hmm. And this this is really, I do believe one of the mistakes people are making and the reason people are missing out is because Unfortunately, you are competing with, with other buyers who are maybe in a stronger finance position. And that, that stronger buyer that means is, they may just be ready. So they have their ducks in a row and they can waive that finance clause altogether. Yep. And those are the contracts that agents are considering as a first point of call. And I believe that that is the biggest reason why a lot of buyers are missing out at the moment.
0: And, you know, like, it seems very normal, again, using my personal experience, we've always put finance clauses. Whilst we might have pre-approvals on loans, Mm. um, you know, it just seems standard to put a finance clause on.
1: Oh, look, it makes sense. And, Mm. and, And this is why, you know, when we talk about is it a mistake, and I say this loosely because... You know you i mean you can only do what you can do at any point and this is where you know you have to look at your individual circumstances and situation you don't want to be waving a finance clause just to get a property and then kind of going oh i actually can't get finance." so you do have to be in a position where you you understand what you're signing and what you're agreeing to and you understand where your finance position is at Mm -hmm. so you know that there's there's a bit more to it but um that is probably one of the reasons why people are you know people are missing out is they're not ready yeah they're just not ready okay yeah
0: no that checks out okay so if someone wanted to think about the process of engaging a buyer's agent what can they do to prepare? We talked about the concept of probably getting some form of pre-approval or, or yes. working towards getting that would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, what else can they do to prepare and what kind of questions should they be asking a prospective buyer's agent?
1: Yeah, that's that's a good one. I think, um, yeah, in preparation, the finance side is, is a huge one. That's usually the first step. I mm-hmm. mean, even if they've come to me first and you know, I, I ask them that question, where are they at with the finance? So that's definitely a first step that they should be taking. In terms of questions to ask the buyer's agent, look, I I believe that so with the relationship between buyer's agent and and client, I've found that over the years that you know the, the best results that I've been able to achieve with clients is when we fully there's there's trust, so we fully trust each other, there's good rapport, and the relationship has a, a certain level of fit to mm-hmm. it. So I, I like to say interview different buyers agents and just honestly just see how you feel about how you um you know how you interact with that person. Um get a gauge for whether you feel like, you know, could you spend the next six months of your life having phone conversations and talking about property with that person? Do you feel as though you can trust that person? Mm. That's that's a big one. So these are just the you know the, the gut level things yeah. that I do feel are super important because every you can ask so many questions of a buyer's agent. And look, I I like the one where I think it's important that the buyer's agent has experience in that local market. So for example, you know if you're buying on the Gold Coast, I wouldn't be the best person for you because I don't have the connections in that market. Mm-hmm. So I feel that it is important to ask the question, You know, think about loosely where you're looking to buy and make sure you do work with someone who knows and represents that area well, mm-hmm. because they will have the majority of contacts in that area. Um, so that is definitely a significant question to ask. But at the end of the day, I believe the bottom line is, go with the person you feel you have a good rapport with and you can trust and you feel comfortable that they will get you a great result.
0: That's, I mean, that's exactly how we think about financial advice for our clients. You've got to feel like the person's got your best interest. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, What is the difference between an independent and a non-independent buyer's agent?
1: Good question. So I would like to answer that and say that the the biggest difference between an independent buyer's agent and a non-independent buyer's agent, I feel that non-independent buyer's agents, there, there can be a bit of a question mark as to where where who's paying them. That's probably yeah. the ultimate. So let's explore that. So in the real estate industry, there are a lot of kickbacks. Now, for, for a buyer's agent, and I know we're gonna to get to this question about the fees, so, you know, I charge fee for service. Mm-hmm. I don't get a commission referral or a kickback from a, a builder or a real estate agent or anything like that. Um, so I'm I'm being paid exclusively by the client and and by no one else. So that would then translate to my my you know advice being unbiased. Um, so I guess that is the one thing you need to watch when you are you know looking at different buyers agents and whether they are genuinely independent or is that buyers agent double dipping so mm-hmm. are they taking a fee from you as the client and are they getting a referral fee somewhere else or are they moonlighting as a real estate agent one day and as a buyers agent the next day on um, so that I never thought of that but yeah. i suppose
0: there's could be a pretty big conflict of interest in that regard.
1: Abs- absolutely, and you know, look, I have heard of it um, in the industry. It, it honestly, it, it shocks me um, that that does happen. Mm. But that is how I define being independent.
0: Yeah, is okay.
1: that you are, you know, you are solely and exclusively working for the best interests of the buyer and. The buyer is paying you and no one else.
0: So I guess that's a good question if you're uh, interviewing buyer's agent, how are you paid? Yes. That's a good question to ask, isn't it? Because they should tell you if they're receiving any form of, um, you know, if it's a build, if they're getting Mm. anything from it. So different buyer's agents then will charge differently. Mm -hmm. So you're a fee for service. Mm do people do flat fees, percentage-based fees? How does that work? I'm sure it's different for everybody. Sure,
1: yep, yeah, absolutely. So most buyers agents will charge either one way or the other. So they will have a fixed fee mm-hmm. or they will charge based on a percentage. So in most cases there is an upfront fee as well. Um usually that ranges anywhere between a thousand and five thousand dollars yep. upfront and then there could then be when you purchase a property there is a flat fee and that can be based on the value of the property so like a tiered flat fee structure Yep. that's right or it can be a percentage base sure okay um is there any
0: argument that if you are percentage based you um it's more beneficial for you to try and purchase more expensive houses. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that one gets raised a yes lot, especially yeah. with myself because I do I do charge a percentage yeah. base. Um yeah, look, again, so the the way that I address that and this comes back to that trust issue. Mm. It comes back to okay, how much trust do you put in that agent to be able to do the job well for you? Now, as you know, yourself with Bounce Financial, you know what you're worth, you know you're good at what you do, and you know how much value you can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So you you charge a fee for service accordingly. And whether someone sees the value there, you know, obviously that's that's their decision, but you understand your value. And I believe the same the same works on the buyer's agent side. Um so in terms of that question. Typically the way that I answer that question is I actually have a um, I have a service guarantee. So what that means is I actually waive my entire fee if I don't believe the client received value from what I did as part of the purchase. And that that is how I personally address that. Mm. Um, because to me it's about it's about the result. And it's about making sure that the client feels that they achieved a result and there was value in the service so for me it's it's if they either they saw value or they didn't correct
0: and i mean when clients are coming to you they're giving you a price point anyway so you know, we found, and I know that you've worked with many clients over the years. You are only finding properties within that price point. You're not putting a property in front of a client that's two hundred, two hundred thousand dollars more. Correct. So you get a higher. Correct.
1: That's, um, that's right.
0: Yeah, uh, it's just doing the right thing for people, right?
1: Absolutely, <laughs> that's right. It, it come it comes down to doing the right thing, and again. Researching the, that buyer's agent. Check out their reviews. Mm. You know, call some of the clients. You know, ha, don't don't be afraid to ask for um, past uh, referrals and and actually call those people. Yeah. Don't just say that you will and then don't do it. Call them and have a conversation and say, look, what was Wendy like to work with? How did you find the service? And and maybe even ask that question and say. Did you feel like she was trying to buy you a more expensive yeah. property, so her <laughs> fee was higher? You know, like ask the question, and and you will get your answers from from those people mm. because obviously when you're interviewing a buyer's agent, they're got they're going to put themselves on the pedestal as much as they can. Of course, yeah, um, for sure. But I think there's nothing better than you know than past clients speaking for you and giving potential new clients, and understanding of how it works and what it was like to work with that mm-hmm. person. So again, this is a massive trust space. Correct. I can't reiterate that enough.
0: I mean, anything finance, home related, like we are exactly the same. Most of our clients come from other clients. Referrals. Um, referrals yeah. that have come because they're happy and they trust them. So if someone that you know trusts them, it kind of is is a smooth process and you've got that like validation that someone else has worked with them so so we we kind of get that um well thank you very much for coming in today and answering our questions not a problem if people want to find you where do they do so
1: sure so the best place to find me is probably online social um so wendy russell buyers agent on facebook and instagram Mm -hmm. and my website wendyrussell.com.au
0: perfect thank you very much wendy and we'll chat to you next time